0: sober 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 sober
1: sober 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 Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be, and welcome to It's So Real.
0: With your boy, Oso. And
1: your girl, Rocky.
0: What's up, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of this show.
1: Back with another one Enough. in today's show, How to Date a Bisexual Woman.
0: Uh-oh, it's about to
1: get spicy. <laughs> So before we go on today, today's show, remember to check out our previous episodes. So let me get this list together. Okay, go ahead. All right. So we <laughs> had LGBTQ plus Pride and Ally, then we had uh, Rocky's coming out journey, where I explain my process coming out as a bisexual woman, mm-hmm. um, and then our most recent one: Bye Pride, Bye Bye Bye. Uh, there's also some other uh, podcast episodes within the Black and Queer playlist. Uh, that playlist is available on our SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are starting to acquire those videos in the same name playlist on uh, YouTube.
0: Yep.
1: So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out those those videos. And uh, also listen to those previous episodes to just get more of an in-depth understanding of where i stand on my journey um as well as we took a break to fall in love because i think we we talked about because my journey was impacting our relationship so so definitely take a listen to all of those mm-hmm. any other church announcements
0: um new music always coming out every week so check out oh so smart on all streaming platforms that's o s o s m a r t t don't forget them two t's at the end um yes a lot of chill music um if you're an artist who's looking for beats the beat store will be up next week with all new beats so check that out as well when it comes to other music stuff still learning the guitar still doing my thing so check out my youtube channel uh same under the same artist name also smart uh or also smart productions whichever one uh look it up and you'll find it that's pretty much it man just on this music grind uh smart love is taking a pause (laughs) once again (laughs) it's all right you'll get
1: back to it we juggling a lot y'all you
0: know you know we're trying um but definitely check that out if you're interested in some new music some good vibrations um and just overall more of me and my personality is through my music and through my social media you'll find all that so Mm -hmm. yeah check me out all righty let's get to it let's
1: get to it okay so again, the setup. Um oh, we're doing a different kind of show today. We're not doing our, our normal segments. Um, right,
0: so we're switching it up a little bit. It's yeah, so, the topics like very yeah. broad and sometimes it's a little bit difficult to Especially splice everything up into those it's questions.
1: About me, so right. it's hard to ask so,
0: both y'all questions. y'all in for a treat. This is story time. Yeah. All right? This yes. is yes. story time. All right? We're about to talk about us. Yes. <laughs>
1: So the setup is uh, again. Check out Rocky's coming out journey for the Mm -hmm. full story. Um, But the setup is I'm in a lot of Facebook groups, and I'm in some that specifically cater to bisexual women, and I'm in some that are just like overall the LGBTQ plus community. (laughs) Ooh, that (laughs) plus that
0: plus adds a lot of
1: letters. (laughs) I'm with just naming the alphabet. Like I think I saw.
0: You can't even say that, the alphabet uh, people. You have to say that.
1: I think uh, I saw Demi Lovato come out as pansexual, and she said, I'm a part of the alphabet mafia.
0: Gary, I like that. Like,
1: it's just, it's a lot, and I get Some people be acting like a mafia. Especially if I got cotton mouth. Like, it's just, it's a thing, y'all. Like, I respect all the letters, all the identities, but it's just a lot to say, okay?
0: Yeah, I think those people who are reasonable actually know that, Um, but I think... Because that community is going through a lot of trauma, some yeah. people are still triggered by I even know. that yeah. name difference and, and what that represents based on whatever your situation might be. So it's understandable you know. why people in their feelings are you a know? little triggered when it comes to some of this stuff. I'm but, not.
1: I can't because it's, it's too much for me. So yeah. <laughs> I respect everyone and all of their identities. I'm going to just let me know how you want me to refer to you. And then that's, how, that's <laughs> how I
0: move. Like you let me know. I'm going to move. I'm, I'm starting off with respect. So yeah. mm-hmm. I'm, never, human yeah, or, I'm never, yeah, I'm never
1: living being So I'm going to, respect I'm never
0: going to jump out the window, like, and just go off. But if I make a mistake, let me know in the same respect that you would want me to show you after I actually correct it. That's all. Mm-hmm.
1: But anyways so i'm seeing a lot of experiences within these groups Mm -hmm. and it made me want to um create this this episode and just have this discussion especially as it relates to uh our partnership Mm -hmm. and my journey with you um so first with a lot of the experiences that i'm seeing in these groups it's a lot of bisexual women who are in uh relationships with men and i think the reason behind questioning sexuality in terms of relationships with men is because like there's still a stigma on anything related to homosexuality. So if you're bisexual, it's easier to accept the opposite sex attraction than it is the same sex attraction. Um, So that's why a lot of the times I think I see a lot of bisexual women coming out accepting themselves within relationships with men. However, the experiences that a lot of these women are sharing, and it's not a generalization, it's not at all, it's just what I'm seeing in these groups. And sometimes they're catered to black women or women of color. Um, sometimes it's not. It's just whatever, whatever group I'm in that I'm seeing. Mm. But a lot of what I'm seeing, which is so disheartening, is their partners just rejecting them. And hmm. it's like shaming them, shaming their sexuality, saying they're going to hell. It's, it's just like a lot of negative uh responses to their the woman coming out as bisexual to their partner. Um which is very disheartening to me. Um and that's and that's why I'm very thankful for Oso um because he was the first person yeah I came out to. So with that
0: Yeah, let's let's get uh, into it. You already um, telling the whole story already. <laughs> I
1: was I was gonna wait. <laughs> but i wanted to get the setup okay mm-hmm, um so oh so how did you feel and respond when i came out to you
0: okay so first off you have to know the man behind the response <laughs> so those of you who aren't aware maybe it's your first time listening first of all welcome <laughs> <laughs> subscribe rate yep. five star ratings people please <laughs> get them ratings up and share <laughs> um all those disclaimers aside <laughs> uh I am a man who's never really jived or, like, vibed with people who discriminate against others, period. So, when it comes to my introduction to those within the LGBTQ plus community, look how I kept that shit. (laughs) Um, I've always been either hands-off because of my ignorance and not wanting to get involved. So, that example would be me going to all-boys school, Noticing how those gay men were being, or boys, soon to be men, mm-hmm. were being treated mm-hmm. and then maybe not doing anything, but also not participating actively within the hate or um, denigration of those people.
1: Yes, but still silence is compliance.
0: Right. But that's from ignorance. Yes. What I mean. So what so like,
1: remember to check out our previous episodes, Homosexuality and Hyper, or no, Homophobia and Hypermasculinity Part 1 and Part 2.
0: Right. All right. So, from that perspective, I, I was never somebody who was malicious, but maybe didn't, I lacked the knowledge and maybe courage to stand up and say certain things. And obviously, you have to pick your spot. I mean, I think I've talked about this before. Like, you can't be a martyr. <laughs> like, you can't go into a situation, put your actual life at risk because of a moral value when you know the next day you have responsibilities. Like, if I were to put myself out there, this is an extreme position, um... But for some people, it's real. Like, if a gay person or a trans person is being attacked and you go in there, same thing with a woman, honestly, no matter what. And, and there's you're just outnumbered, but you know morally you you want to do something to help that person in that moment. You still have to weigh the cost benefits of doing that. Because one, are you actually going to help the situation when you get involved? Are you going to maybe escalate it more because another guy has just entered the situation who's trying to kind of puff his chest out and say, look, y'all doing something wrong. Some guys don't, you know, <laughs> they don't respond well to that. <laughs> um, But also, like, knowing the next day, like, if you're going to be able to function in, in the way that you're supposed to. Like, are you going to be injured? Are you going to be alive to be the man that you're supposed to be within other aspects of your life? Because I'm going to be an advocate for those within and potential ally, if y'all let me, (laughs) Uh, for those in that community. But it's like I have to know where I'm most valuable. I think a lot of people assume that they're most valuable by just being rah-rah and protector, when sometimes in my space, and the way I've noticed that I've become more helpful is by having conversations. Because a lot of black men don't even know how to talk like how I'm talking Mm -hmm. or have these discussions. Mm -hmm. So instead of me being... Mr. Captain, save a uh, a letter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, I got you, ally. Mm-hmm. And then I get my ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe the best thing I can do is like, at the time, maybe call the authorities or like report yeah, to somebody. that's what I was
1: saying. Call the cops. You know, like, hey, yo, the cops on their way. <laughs> right. Or like,
0: be strategic within the way that I move, and then again, put myself out there. And, and be as useful as I can to that community when it comes to having these discussions. So I put all that to aside to just say that I've seen some things and it has escalated to where like, you know, some gay people were getting beat up. Mm-hmm. it's like, I couldn't really do anything in that moment because I, I couldn't even defend myself in that situation. If a gay person is getting like fucked up or like jumped, This is Newark, New Jersey, y'all. Like, (laughs) if I jump in, they're going to be like, oh, you with that person? Or they're going to just assume whatever. And then that's my ass. And then we both getting that ass whooped. And maybe I got a new friend at the end of the day. But (laughs) that ain't going to do me no good. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's not like the next day ain't going to be right there. So it's like you have to pick your spots. Um, But I say a lot to say that I've I've grown from that position. I've, I've learned that... Just because I'm not hopping into an art location to support that community or that person within that community then and there, that doesn't mean that I can't support those and learn about that community so I have a better relationship going forward. So that laid the foundation for me to even be okay with accepting a bisexual woman as a partner or accepting just aspects of that community that I'm just not aware of as a heterosexual man. So it started off from there with me being neutral to me wanting to hop in and then noticing like, oh shit, I can't hop in. And then trying to figure out like, how can I be morally the man that I want to be without subjecting myself to harm that might not do any good in general? It might, you know, it sounds good being a hero, but sometimes like that's not the best option. Like if For example, I jumped in and then we never got together because I never saw that day. (laughs) That wouldn't have been good. And then we wouldn't have these conversations. There would be no podcast. There would be no also. (laughs) So I had to pick my spots. So going from that place, the church, all that stuff. I still had the same mindset of like, why are we hating on these people? I don't get it. Like, why does who, who cares who's fucking who if you're not fucking them? That's when I also noticed the projection of people who especially in the church, that had some feelings but didn't want to admit to those feelings but was quick to condemn other people who had them same feelings. I ain't going to say no names, but if you're watching or listening and you're from my old church, you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I say all that to say I came in with the foundation of at the very least I want to be helpful to this community and try to have conversations around it. So, when you were going through this journey of, like, just figuring stuff out, I was more of a support system. I was more like, well, let's, I'm curious, like, how do you feel here? Uh, When did you start feeling, like, you know, I'm just asking damn near therapist questions. (laughs) Like, when did you start feeling these things? Or, like, you know, we would just have conversations on the backyard, smoke some, talk, and then you get your feelings out. And then I think gradually as that happened over and over again, you started to find more more parts of yourself because you're like in a space that's safe to even ask or question those things. And being in that space consistently probably led to you Yeah, being able to come out a lot quicker than I think a lot of other people have, have been able to because they never got that chance to safely express what was going on for them at the beginning stages of them realizing that, oh shit, I'm not just heterosexual. I don't just like dudes or whatever the case might be in your your case, whoever's listening and watching. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was my experience. It was like, it came from me deconstructing few, a few things in high school and realizing where I fit in in, in the, my allyship <laughs> or whatever you want to call it. Like, it was confusing, you know, as a man from that perspective. But I think because of my heart and overall morals it was a little bit easier for you to come to me so I that was my experience when when things first started you know oh. what about for you like how was it yeah how was it just <laughs> I guess um when did you start realizing things and then how was it kind of breaking those things down or like reflecting with your partner or a potential partner at that time yeah, we, we weren't even together, together yeah you know
1: um
0: with your friend mm-hmm. who you fucking all the time Yes. <laughs> Uh,
1: <laughs> so mind you, it took me 26 years to come out,
0: All Right, And you didn't start realizing these films until consciously because <laughs> the there's, <laughs> there's a
1: difference. I'm like, How did I not know? Like, the signs are so obvious. Like, I'm like, like every I was other, just in blatant denial.
0: Every like, other week, she'd be like, And I was watching this, and I used to keep watching it and just be like, Hmm, it's so great. And I'm like, Man, So that's what I'm saying. Like, did, did you
1: know? Like,
0: <laughs> so. Okay, so again, coming from the same perspective, mm-hmm. like, I, for me, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. So any woman who, um, and I know we're going to get to this later when we talk about threesomes and all the other stuff, but, like, most men that I know are so down, like, the idea of a threesome seems so, like...
1: We'll get into that more. Yeah. Alright, so...
0: <laughs> so but, but for me, it wasn't a big deal if you were attracted to women. Mm-hmm. So I say all that to say it wasn't a big deal for you to be attracted to women. Okay. So... You saying these things wasn't like, oh my gosh. You know, I wasn't like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was like, oh, okay, you attracted to women.
1: But I did not say that. I was just showing the obvious signs of my
0: attraction to women. Right. So I'm over here like thinking like, okay, seems like that.
1: And he, he just never guys. said anything.
0: Yeah. That's what <laughs> I mean, like, so my demeanor wasn't like, what? so what you trying to say? It was yeah. it was never like that. It was like Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: So, um, so mind you, you know, I grew up in Christian normative family and community. That um, my mom was very homophobic growing up. So, and then going to Hampton, it was very Christian. It was in the South. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I didn't feel safe, uh, emotionally, physically to even question that part of myself. Hmm. so with you and honestly like it was such a thing now mind you i have been a gay rights advocate prior to me understanding myself so i had already like was asking those questions on first dates because like if i have children i need to know Hmm. like i need to know where you are just values wise and because i that was that was that was a hard line
0: i have another um example like like, just my mindset mm -hmm. i remember this question came up in grad school where we were talking about how would you react if your child was gay and then Mm -hmm. i said then Mm -hmm. i was like i would be like disappointed in the way that i can't connect with them in certain levels of heterosexuality Mm -hmm. like heterosexual culture Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. of like damn i so let's say i have a son damn i can't school him on how to talk to girls Mm -hmm. in that way because you'll be uh, talking to guys and Mm -hmm. that's a totally different ball game you might be more masculine. Both of you might be super masculine and assertive. So like who approaches who, all that. Was, you know, just kind of stuff like that. And it's like, but I equate it to like, okay, what if my son doesn't like basketball? And mm-hmm. I like basketball more, mm-hmm. but they like baseball. Am I going to not show up to the games? Am I not going to mm-hmm. support him? Am I not going to buy the equipment? Like that's stupid as fuck. It's just something that I don't align with all the way. Like I don't like baseball more than I like basketball that doesn't mean that I throw away my whole son what the fuck kind of shit is that so that was my answer back then and it's like Mm -hmm. that kind of was my mentality it's like I don't understand why we're throwing away whole entire beings because of their sexuality your children yeah your children at that so yeah So,
1: so yeah so I definitely needed to know that um so and you were asking I've, those
0: questions on first dates just yes, to get that out of the way.
1: Exactly. There's <laughs> no point moving forward depending on your response. Right, right. So, so I understood where you were. You were very tolerant and accepting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was just I felt emotionally safe with you. So I felt like I could have those conversations with you.
0: <laughs> Another thing. Lesbians just magnetize yeah. <laughs> Like queer women, um, well, how do they identify, really? Like, um, women, women loving, who are non... Women loving women. Non-heterosexual women. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> and heterosexual women. Shout out to y'all ladies. <laughs>
1: There's a lot of women friends. I, yo, y'all just
0: they just grab gravitate towards me. I'm like, yo, like, one of my best friends. He's a great
1: listener.
0: I, get, I don't know what it is. It, it, maybe it's that comfort that you were talking about mm-hmm. that you, you felt. Yeah. But it happens all... through. It's been happening all throughout my time with women... So basically, starting at Hampton, cause you know all mm-hmm. boys school yeah. <laughs> yeah. in high school. Mm-hmm. But yeah, go ahead, keep going, keep going. This is ooh, this is getting
1: spicy. I can't <laughs> wait. So yeah, so I felt com I felt comfortable with you, and that was the first time in my life that I did because mm. even though my ex, I would say stuff too, mm. but and I did consider a threesome with my ex because I couldn't explore being with women by myself um Mm, but it still was not blatant again me having a discussion about my sexuality with him it was uh it was just like little things um i have a question hold on a sec go ahead ahead, ahead. so um so yeah like i didn't feel comfortable with my my friends and even though i had bisexual friends in uh high school but they were white so i just did not connect um Mm. like i needed Femme black bisexual women who were attracted to femme women. For me to like, <laughs> to oh that's it. me. Yeah, like it just it was not computing. Like I could see a lot of range, but it was like if I didn't see me, it mm. was really like, Oh, then I guess that I don't exist, basically. I don't see it outside of myself, so therefore I can't acknowledge it within myself. Um hmm. so yeah, what was your
0: question? Oh, yeah, it was um related to it. So would you say that a lot of bisexual women, who haven't come out and aren't like comfortable with that, use threesomes as a way to express that or explore that part of themselves?
1: I don't know, maybe. Hmm. I don't know, but that's how I was trying to use it. <laughs> right, right. Because I was when like, you
0: said it, I was like, man, there's like a lot of that's a thing. Yeah.
1: But I'm wondering to, how to on able the women's to side,
0: yeah, like on the women's side, is are they like just like. I've always wanted to have sex with a woman, but they never pictured it outside. Like how you're saying, mm-hmm. you never pictured it, you never pictured it outside just of a man because yeah. you never seen it.
1: No, it wasn't that I hadn't seen it. It was just I wasn't comfortable with myself. Like I couldn't accept mm. myself because again, my mom was very homophobic, so I was okay with other people being gay, bisexual, all of the above. Um, but I wasn't uncomfortable with it being myself because that, like, I would have to come out to my mom, and that wasn't something that I was ready to admit, acknowledge anything um so yeah so you were the first person who i felt comfortable having the conversation about my about sexuality within myself like i could talk about sexuality mm-hmm. but never in terms of me
0: mm. so you were the first you have person to talk around it and stuff. Of...
1: no like i could talk about the community the issues that that's what i mean on. like around it but not yeah. personally yes yes yeah. so like you were the first person i felt comfortable having that conversation like i remember even Like my former best friend in college, uh, I went to a gay club um, with my niece. And then I went to, uh, it was a gay club, gay karaoke. I don't know. It was a bunch of different gay events. Um, But I went (laughs) to those with my niece and then my friend that I was making at Hampton. And I had asked my former best friend, I was like, would you even go with me? And she was like, no. And I was like, you can't even put yourself in the environment, even though, like, yes, that may not be you, but, like, just, one, something different, because it is a di- different atmosphere than more, you know, quote-unquote hetero places. Um, and just
0: hmm. takes
1: the pressure off, because guys are just persistent. Sort of an
0: aggressiveness.
1: Yeah, it's not always welcoming. <laughs> but anyways, um, so, yeah, so you were the first person, like, Regardless of gender, that I felt comfortable talking to, even past mm. my bisexual friends, because my bisexual friends, like, they didn't have to deal with being black. So, like, that's another
0: whole other a, a whole
1: another thing. So, it's like, I'm not about to have that conversation with you. Like, and like, I had the conversation with you before I had it with myself. Damn. So, like, how it came up was,
0: mm.
1: and again, signs, I've had dreams about sexual dreams with women throughout my life however and again no connected dots there but i was just like that happens women do that women watch lesbian porn it happens first of all i think there is a larger uh range of bisexuality within women mm-hmm. it wasn't people levels, yeah. but um but there's a large range and within that spectrum Mm -hmm. that people just don't acknowledge or maybe they don't even identify. Like if you're 99% uh, heterosexual, but then that 1% or uh, opposite sex attraction, but that Mm. 1% is same sex, like you're probably not gonna identify as bisexual, but you're still in the scheme of things on that range. You're not a hundred percent hetero, you know? So I think a lot more people fall within that, that infinite spectrum um, that people actually acknowledge. Um, so yeah, I had normalized hmm. a lot of the things that I was thinking. So I, with you, what happened was, yes, we were having sex and there came a time like <laughs> we, uh, you weren't committing to a relationship with me again. We didn't know about non-monogamy at that point, but all Strong I knew, was, <laughs> all I knew was he wasn't committing to a relationship with me. So at that point in time, I started having back to back sexual dreams about women. And it had never been that consistent. Now mind you, I was having regular sex. So I'm like, so I'm not like just sexually frustrated. Like what the fuck is going on? So it was in that conversation with you that I was like, could I be attracted to women? And that was the first time I had ever asked that question Mm -hmm. for myself. And again, it was with you. I couldn't even ask it. Just me, myself and I, I couldn't ask it. I needed comfort and support to be able to ask that question. Um, Hmm. and I actually don't know how you responded, but I think I ended up crying and then we had sex (laughs) because you, you care (laughs) sexually. (laughs) That's how you show your care.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, we don't gotta get into this, but but, yes, that's the thing. That's the thing. So,
1: yeah. So, so that, that was the start of that. And then, (laughs) um, and then I really like, I, I accepted my questioning process and I, she went fast. I, yeah, it all, <laughs> like that happened in January and by,
0: by, yeah.
1: uh, by October, I think I came out to my parents. So I, yeah. I, like I did a deep dive into research, whether that was again, the Facebook groups YouTube. and, um, Oh, what also happened? No, no, no. Uh, that's when I joined the, the buy and poly group to gain more awareness and that's where I discovered polyamory and more connecting it to me personally mm-hmm. um I was in therapy uh I st- you went with me to the queer day party yeah we um, talked about that
0: that was in our uh episode what was that one called um was it by pride talk- I think it was by pride I, think, I so. think
1: so I'm not sure
0: check out all of them yes so that you all can tell of the, us. <laughs> the black
1: and queer episodes check them out mm-hmm. um but, yeah, so, like, you were very supportive during that time. Right. And then also during that, because that's not even a year.
0: <laughs> was it that's what i said. It, it went fast. It went um, very quickly.
1: I was, I was, as <laughs> soon as I allowed myself to question, the, I, like, It's flooded it
0: in. and <laughs> like
1: again, this was 26 years of buildup. So, it, it was, like, finally. The levees
0: broke. It was, yeah. like, it was, like, it was, like, holding it back and then, yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, basically, <laughs> that's how it was.
1: Um and then I started dating a woman for the first time in that Damn. in that ten months. Damn, that was yeah. So <laughs> it was it was I went gung ho. I was like, "Am I? Well, let me figure it out."
0: <laughs> when you put it all like out there, it's it, like, "Damn, that shit did happen so." quick. It
1: happened very quickly. I was processing a lot. That's when I started journaling, and I was journaling like every day, and I filled I filled up journals like within a short time frame because I was just processing so
0: much. Journey journals, yeah.
1: um but yeah i think that's the end of my story time um but i'm very thankful to how you responded and just being validating and supportive Mm -hmm. and accepting for me even during the questioning journey coming to that queer day party with me because i could not have gone by myself and i didn't have queer community to go with and i didn't have any just women friends so i like i didn't have anyone else to go with and i really needed support and you were able to support me in that way and i'm so thankful and grateful to you because again like the bay area made it safer
0: Mm, that's true
1: and and definitely like when i went on my very first date with a woman like i was still nervous about being in a restaurant with a woman even though like you nobody would know you're on a date if you're just eating dinner you know but i was like oh my god somebody's gonna see but then just the beauty of the universe, a whole group of queer people that were very much in presentation queer. Uh, Presenting
0: he, very queer. Yeah,
1: <laughs> came into the restaurant and I was like, oh yeah, it's mm. safe here. Just because the South was very not safe. So I, I felt more free. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thankful to you. I'm thankful to the Bay Area um, and all the people who have supported me along the way because it, it took a lot to, to come out and accept myself.
0: Mm. Well, I'm glad I could be there for you. You have a right Well, the journey continues. I won't the say it's you've arrived.
1: Continued. Goodness.
0: <laughs> but you've you've arrived to your next your next um checkpoint. You know, like you're getting there, you're you're growing, mm-hmm. you're becoming way more comfortable in your sexuality and your your boundaries around dating women too. Like you're, you're now you're getting now you're getting into regular stuff. Like, oh, let me see what kind of women yeah, I like. Yeah. Or what who what what kind of women I will accept in my life, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Versus it being like Women,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I will say, like during that difficulty and accepting myself, like I couldn't even say I'm bisexual or I'm queer. I couldn't even form the words out of my mouth. That's
0: a thing for sure. You it's, know? it's, it's hard to do. It's
1: like I couldn't because like, I couldn't it verbalize real. it exactly. <laughs> like I couldn't say it because once I said it, I couldn't take it back. So like, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. give me that word back. <laughs> so, so that's where that poem uh, came from when, oh, I, when I finally did she was read able. That? You
0: did. I remember. I think you did read it on the podcast. <laughs>
1: remember. Check out BiPripes. Yeah. Let me know. Check out Rocky's Coming Journey. Poem. I don't know if I read it on there. Let us know. Um, but if not, it will be available in my f- second book. Yeah, second book. Um, that is not even remotely like near we'll, publishing. We'll, we'll get to Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, but check out Life is Rocky on Facebook for updates. Um, but yeah, so let's go on to the next question. Let's do it. All right. So, how. Oh, right, right. Okay. So, how did we adjust within our relationship as I grew within my bisexuality? Because within that same 10 months, mm-hmm. we also started our relationship, <laughs> like at that end. Um, so, how did we grow within our relationship as I grew within my bisexuality? Because, like, yeah, I accepted myself and then we started our relationship. So, how mm-hmm. have you seen. Growth within me impact
0: our relationship. Um. Well, I'm I'm always from the school of thought of like acceptance, lear- learning, and growth within yourself leads to better outcomes within your relationships and other uh, dynamics, whether mm-hmm. it's like romantic relationships or um familiar or friendships. Mm-hmm. So, like whatever relationship it might be. So, I think you just gaining acceptance in yourself allowed for more walls to be t- torn down because sometimes you're guarded with things emotionally. Like, emotions flow through you very quickly. Uh-huh. But, like, some of those things, again, were suppressed because you didn't even explore them yourself. Uh-huh. So I think having access to those deeper emotions that you were feeling about yourself led to more acceptance of you, you know? Because, it's like, when you're denying a whole last party, of your sexuality um it does show up with you and your partner i think because you one can't show up fully sexually um with them because they they don't know like what if you actually do want other things that are related to their sexuality in terms of who they're attracted to Mm -hmm. that can play within your sex life so again we'll talk about threesomes later but it doesn't always have to be that (laughs) there's so many other aspects of sexuality that can blend in between you and your partner even though you are this uh, different sexes um so there's that part like you opening up and then i notice that you just open up more in general and you're able to talk about things more openly so there's that that's helpful um and then just like the benefit of it kind of like bouncing off of each other because i always like i mentioned at the top if you explore yourself and accept yourself it's like a reciprocal thing it's like those around you will feed into that and feed into you accepting yourself if they love you obviously you know what i mean if they're like don't understand and they don't get shit and they're not they're more concerned about the societal norm mm-hmm. and that impact on them then you know they might like shove your feelings down to make themselves feel comfortable but when it's the opposite you get to explore other feelings of your own self because you're witnessing someone accept the, their own feelings so a good example of that would be me gaining more confidence as a man because I'm with a bisexual woman I'm witnessing some of her journey um, and her express herself. It kind of gives me permission to accept more feminine parts of myself or more parts of myself that I might have been denying because I thought you know, I had to be this way as a man in society. I mean, even dating a bisexual woman. Or being polyamorous some men look at that as like you're out of control like you like literally like you don't control your relationships because they have free access the other person within your relationship has free access to whomever they want that's scary for a lot of guys and that's an insecurity that i had to get over you know what i mean um the day party another example of that like that reciprocity of like me helping support her allowed me to gain more confidence in myself
1: yeah he was getting looks <laughs>
0: y'all what i mean fellas was looking at me uh-huh. don't you know i boundaries like i'm, I'm still heterosexual <laughs> so no you can look you cannot touch <laughs> um check out our last episode the power of no <laughs> um but yeah just being able to be comfortable in my own skin like yo I queer day party what's up like i'm out it's a party right we got music right i'm still fun i'm still i'm still that dude right why am i uncomfortable because other men find me attractive they don't got shit to do with me as long as they don't trust me so just that freedom of walking into a, a queer day party shoulders back still chest up still like yo i'm a heterosexual man i'm here to support my girl what's up you know what i mean that's different that's that different type of energy and. In, I carry that with me everywhere I go. Like there's no shame in like us being together Mm -hmm. because of that journey that we've gone through together. So as much as I know it's helped you and like you being able to express all this stuff, there was that reciprocity. There was that give and take that allowed me to be more of myself and become and to recognize more parts of myself. Um, I, I associate it with maybe the feminine parts of me because as men, especially heterosexual men, those are the parts of us that I think are shamed. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Again, check out Homophobia and Hypermasculinity, Part 1 and Part 2.
0: Yeah. Three. So I think just you allowing yourself and giving yourself permission to accept yourself fully within your sexuality allowed me to accept other parts of myself that I might have been denying when it comes to my femininity. Mm-hmm. Um, and... When I talk about that, I'm talking about like just dancing, music, mm. clowning around, being goofy, not having the fucking straight face on all the time, the motherfucking mean face. Like I gotta act tough all the time. I'm a joyous, joyous person. Like I, I like, <laughs> I like to laugh, I like that, fun. <clears throat> I will beat your ass when that, when that time comes. You know what I mean? I don't need to put on the face all the time. When it's an emergency situation, I know that I can call upon that masculine part of me that will come out and do what needs to be done. But other than that, it's such a relief, especially as a black man, during times of like, fuck, everything, (laughs) you know what I mean? George Floyd, police brutality, all types of shit. Just to be able to say like, yo, black boy, black man, Joy is on my default versus me having my guard up all the time. Like that's liberating as fuck. So I think that's how it's, it's impacted me and how I see it through your eyes. I think you could probably speak on it more and how it's, like, truly changed you. But that's the way I've seen it. I've seen it through, like, watching and witnessing you grow, but also witnessing us grow within our individual journeys and then coming together and making us stronger, mm-hmm. you know? Hmm. Um, I'll
1: say you definitely got – because. can be an ally but if you're not in the community you don't know a lot so oh yeah that's education thank you i got (laughs) exposed to so much and then i was reiterating everything to him so i feel like you learned a lot more in depth fellas (laughs) everything you learned a lot more
0: too much (laughs) oh my gosh even
1: though you have a lot of like queer women in your life like it's still his levels. Yeah, it's levels too. It. So I feel like through me learning about myself, you also learned a lot just within the community.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so uh, types of alphabet languages.
1: Right. <laughs> um, so I don't want to go into sex with this question, okay? Because we still have that to go. All right. Saving that for the end. Okay. Oh. Um So
0: no sex. Yes. Just <laughs> in
1: terms of attraction, relationships, that kind of thing.
0: Okay. Um Hit me with it.
1: So, was there an assumption that because I now accepted myself as bisexual, mm-hmm. that that meant I was only, because I had you as my man, mm-hmm. only going to be with women?
0: Like, on my end, did I assume that? Mm-hmm. No, I never assumed that because I, I like, I'm coming from the perspective of our connection together. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't see that departing because of your newfound acceptance and discovery of your sexuality. You know, I didn't see that as being like not merged. Like, those things don't have to be, like, mutually uh, exclusive. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. it's not like, oh, no, she's bisexual. Therefore, there's no way that we're gonna be together. I never thought of it that way. Um, Um,
1: How are you thinking about it? I was asking in terms of me having one woman and one man in my mm-hmm.
0: life
1: versus, like, having two men in my life.
0: Oh, see, that's different. Yeah, um, that's, that's why I was
1: like, I don't know if you, you get Well,
0: because you said bisexuality, not polyamory.
1: Well, no, I'm a bisexual woman and I could still be with two men.
0: Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying, but the focus was on women. That's why I was like, if you worded it that way, that's different. All
1: right. Because, well,
0: yeah, yeah, I wasn't. Was, I literally wasn't thinking yeah, that way. That
1: was, that was my question. Like, yeah.
0: Did, that was the answer. It was like, I wasn't did, thinking like that. <laughs>
1: as a bisexual woman mean one woman, one man, or, or, you know, that dichotomy versus like, I can be a bisexual woman and still just be with one sex or one gender.
0: Um, well, oh yeah, it's like, a, I was saying like at the top of the show, when we were planning it, it's like, mm-hmm. My perspective was I wasn't even thinking that way of you wanting two men because you're exploring your sexuality with women, mm-hmm. and then our connection together. So it's like I didn't think our connection would stop, mm-hmm. and I thought you you would want to explore women because you're just mm-hmm. now figuring this gotcha, out. Gotcha, gotcha. So like, why would I assume that? Okay, I'm bisexual, so I'm gonna be with two guys. Mm-hmm. That would have been like a jump, <laughs> gotcha. in my perspective, okay. from what we were doing. You know,
1: I understand your point. Thank you for clarifying. Because I did, I felt, and feelings are not always facts, um, that there was an assumption that I would be with women. Because I think as I was growing within my bisexuality, it was like, well, wait a minute. Yes, I'm interested in exploring women, but I also still like men. So it's like, just because I am bisexual now doesn't mean that I won't experience other men as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a journey within myself, and that was a conversation that came up with us. Because I don't know if you were aware of that, um, and then just polyamory growth within that aspect. Um,
0: like for me, that was way more on the polyamory end of things mm-hmm. because of the structure of our relationship or connection already. So I wasn't looking at it from that perspective. When it comes to polyamory, we've talked about this before. you talking to other dudes it's like I've told you how I think it would affect me and how mm-hmm. it would probably affect our connection. Mm-hmm. And
1: check out we took a break to fall in love <laughs> when we talk about it
0: right. Definitely check that out.
1: Link in the description below.
0: <laughs> um, but when it comes to our actual like relationship, I didn't think it would be nixed in order to gain access to two other guys. What do you mean? Like, I didn't think that because you were polyamorous that and bisexual that that equated to you dating two men outside of me. You know what I mean? I never thought i never lined those things up and that's why i was like that mm-hmm. that never was something that crossed my mind just because of the connection the connection always made me think like okay i'm gonna be some aspect of this within polyamory because mm-hmm. you're choosing partners so it's like i don't see why you wouldn't choose me as a male partner even if you had another male partner it would still be like me in the mix you know what i mean yes so i never thought of it like in that way of like two separate guys outside of me i
1: didn't mean it in
0: that context, I meant you and another guy, okay? So, yeah, me and another guy, yeah, we went, we went over that. Like, I've mm-hmm. I, I been like, eh, I don't know how that would have uh, worked with me in terms of the dynamic that I would have wanted, mm-hmm. um, especially if I'm polyamorous or non as well. I was like, well, then I guess I could go somewhere else because I feel like I don't know if that was the dynamic that I would have wanted, mm-hmm. um, and accepted at that time, um,
1: and I think that. Yeah, that that was a conversation because, like, as I was growing within, I was like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, if I'm also polyamorous, because, again, check out all those episodes I talked about. But um, that was definitely a simultaneous journey. Like, once I started questioning my sexuality, I was exposed to polyamory, so they all connected at once. Um, But, yeah, as I was growing, I was like, well, wait. Yeah, this doesn't mean that I'm not gonna date other men, mm-hmm. and I think that was a conversation within our relationship. Cause yeah, I don't, I didn't think you thought about that.
0: Yeah, um, I thought about it from that uh, poly perspective, but yeah, I had my stance on it already, like mm-hmm. of oh, oh, like how and just being honest, but like mm-hmm. man, you could do it, but it's probably gonna affect me in such and such way, and then that's gonna have consequences, which is something you have to deal with with polyamory regardless, just mm-hmm. because you've accepted the terms of boundaries within your relationship doesn't mean that it won't affect you emotionally or affect your connection with each other. Mm -hmm. So you have to accept that. And that's why it's like people who go into polyamory thinking like, oh, I'm about to just go wild out and fuck anything. They
1: think about it individually in terms of them experiencing multiple people and not the emotions that arise when your partners are experiencing multiple people. Like those are two separate journeys.
0: Right. (laughs) So you're not just out here free to just do whatever because part of that conversation is taking your partner's feelings and uh, connection into consideration you have to weigh that out like you may want what you, you saw want your choice yeah. right you can do what you want but you have to weigh out like okay it's a sacrifice that you have to make it's the same thing like if you let's say you had like a, an amazing job someplace else but then that would take you away from your partner. But you're a career type of person. You have mm-hmm. to weigh that out. Mm-hmm. Like you know yeah. that you would want to do that, and you still want to pursue your career. But you know that's still going to have an effect on your partner. Yes. So you just have to weigh out like, how am I going to go about this, mm-hmm. and what's the best way to work around it?
1: Yeah. But to clarify, uh, my preference is experiencing women. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also seeking a woman as a another life partner. Um, I'm. I like flirting with men, with other men. Uh but I just want a woman. <laughs> like, I've had all my life to experience men. I want to experience women. And I I really, yeah, I want to have a woman as a life partner. Like, I don't want to have another male life partner. Like, that's just a lot Ouch. of masculine energy. <laughs> <That's> and, <good. laughs> no, I'm very happy with you as the man in my life. Um, and, again, I like flirting with other men. But as far as, like, dating them, you do committed <laughs> relationship, other life partnership was like, I want to be with a woman. So and I have a limited capacity, y'all, polysaturation after two romantic partners. So <coughs> But all right, let's get into the next question. All right. <laughs> oh, and but the reason I was having this this questioning within myself and this questioning within our relationship mm-hmm. was because when I was unknowingly practicing non monogamy, it was with men. So I was mm-hmm. experiencing multiple men at the same time. So it was like, Well, wait a minute, just because 'Cause now I'm I'm polyamorous, so mm-hmm. like just because I'm bisexual doesn't mean that I can't still experience that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where the questioning was coming in. But yeah, it's just I'm a woman. So <laughs> So it worked out. <laughs> um, all in alignment. But all right, the next question is uh what concerns have you had about who I'm dating as in my choice and partner? Not related to gender, just mm-hmm. me choosing a partner. What right. were your concerns?
0: Um, I've always been concerned, uh, and I'm going to speak of this from the perspective of women, cause like you just described, that's what you're primarily looking for. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really going to address the men at this point. Um, but anyways, uh, I'll get to that bridge when I, when I need to, <laughs> uh, but I've always been concerned with like, you're super emotional and you, you, you go hard in the paint when it comes to the first couple of months of a relationship, um depending on if it lasts that long because you know
1: it don't be
0: yeah <laughs> uh, and it's like I, I worry about that because I, who's who's home having to deal with all the damn emotions me so there's that but also like safety because you know women depending on how masculine they are or depending on just their morals and background they aren't they're not like excluded from being toxic just because they're queer mm-hmm. and they're women mm-hmm that's not how that works you know mm-hmm. what i mean um so i'm always like aware of like you're new to this and there might be some women that are you know willing to take advantage of that because they have what you want they know that you want it and they know that you knew mm-hmm. so it's the same thing like i would tell like uh so going back to my other analogy like if i had a gay son who mm-hmm. was approaching guys and all those other stuff i would warn him about the same things like yo he might just want your dick <laughs> he might just want this and he knows that you want that because you haven't experienced it yet so you gotta be careful out here in these mm-hmm. streets <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's mostly my concern like other than that like you know have fun in exploring it like I want you to have experiences I just don't want, don't want them to be traumatic or um, just experiences that might I don't even want to say hinder your process because it's all a process mm-hmm. you know you never know what is gonna allow you to get to the next level of that journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would prefer it be if there are red flags or like if there are things that can be prevented, I would rather us prevent that happening and learn the lessons um from those maybe who have gone through some similar things and maybe that's something that you could talk about within the community. Have you seen any of that on like message boards of women who were new to their journey of just not coming out and then maybe did get taken advantage of or like what warning signs they did see of toxic women relationships or toxic queer relationships? Have you seen that?
1: I don't think in the relation to them being new.
0: I think mm, it's just... Just in general.
1: Yeah, just women okay. experiencing toxic women.
0: Mm. Um, well, the reason why I say the emphasis on so new is because, yeah, man, like the sensations. It's just like I'm equating it to me being like a virgin um, yeah, as a man. It's, it's, it's like, weird. yo, and my thing is limb wet. Limb Whoa. Is Hold on now. This is, ah, this is some new shit. <laughs> Don't I know it?
1: I was excited. you know? So
0: it's like, I, 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 I'm looking at it from that perspective <laughs> and you've got, it's got to be like a lot of of feelings. And, it's, and
1: especially accepting myself for the first time and yeah. allowing myself to so this. So even more maybe. Experiencing it. Like I've wanted this all my life and now it's finally happening. Yeah, I get
0: that. So it's like that, You're not going to have the right mind. I just know that. Like, Mm. nobody does. Nobody has the right mind. frame. Like, you need somebody to, like, okay, so what actually happened? So what I talk about all the time, smart love is a later on thing, but I'll I'll give y'all some game from smart love, dating tips. (laughs) So I always say, like, when you have a date, first thing you do after coming back from that date is you should write down what happened. Like what actually happened, like the facts of the situation, not your feelings. Not your feelings. Like so, if he picked you up or she picked you up late, not how you felt in, in anticipation. Like oh my god, I couldn't wait. Till you got here, so you forgot that they picked you up late. Nah, but the fact that they picked you up, for like me. Mm-mm. you might, you <laughs> never know. If you again, if you in that frame of mind and you just like oh my god, they got me wait I can't wait. I to do have in there.
1: less
0: patience with men. I will say that. That's <laughs> men. So it's like not what you thought happened, but what actually happened in the date. All right. Then how you felt about what happened on the date, mm-hmm. you know, and then how you feel about that person overall. Mm-hmm. Lastly, as a bonus, as, as you're reflecting, what did you want prior to going to the date? So that's like other stuff. Like I said, I can go over all that stuff later, but it's just a little game on mm-hmm. on, on dating in general, a little tidbit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like what happened on a date? Facts. How did you feel about what happened on the mm-hmm. date? And then how you feel about that person, the bonus would be, if you did the work prior to, what are my expectations going into this day and did those expectations get met? Mm-hmm. Were they exceeded? Am I disappointed, etc., etc.? Mm-hmm. You know, so like when you break stuff down in that way, I think it slows stuff down so that yeah. emotional brain of yours that's like, oh my god, I just touched the pussy.
1: <laughs> oh, it's so wet and nice and all this good stuff, and she's so squishy she. I know, so squishy. That's what she was
0: saying. They are. I love Uh, but yeah instead of just being all all that all like Mm -hmm. her eyes (laughs) you're like okay you slow it down you slow it down like Mm -hmm. damn she kind of was late Mm -hmm. and she wasn't very considerate of my feelings in this area or damn she didn't uh I don't know how that's gonna go. She didn't pay for it. I don't know how that goes, ladies. <laughs> she didn't pay for the dinner. It doesn't I don't go like I don't that. know. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's something y'all gotta talk about. Or maybe the fact that she left that up to up in the air. She left it ambiguous. Mm-hmm. And she didn't wanna clarify it. I talked about that too. That little ambiguous area of fuck boy, fuck girlism, fuck personism. <laughs> you know, that little ambiguity allows for people to cross boundaries because they aren't officially set. Mm-hmm. Um, so, watching for all that stuff. Let's have concerns, you know, just making sure that you're good out here.
1: I think one of the concerns that we've talked about before was uh, concern about physical safety.
0: That, for sure.
1: Um, Because what's not a lot dre- addressed, not addressed
0: a lot, there you go. Um, <laughs> is
1: uh, domestic violence within uh, same mm-hmm. sex or same gender couples. And, and, like, I've heard stories where, like, cops don't even take them seriously. Right. Because it's the same it's the same
0: thing. Yeah.
1: And it's like but it's still domestic violence. Like it was still like abuse. Like that's not okay. Um and yet it it had been normalized in some contexts, in some experiences. Um so you were you were concerned about that one. For sure. And uh just me protecting myself. But I think at the end of the day it came to you just trusting me and my choices and <laughs> And just being able to read those red flags, you know?
0: Yeah. I All I can do is, like, put it out there, see what I'm saying. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I, like, we've had conversations a thousand times. Like, I'm not a person that's going to force anyone to do shit. Mm-hmm. I say my piece. Sometimes so I have to repeat it over and over with you. <laughs> but I'll say it, and then usually I'm like, all right. Because you're going to have to deal with consequences regardless. Mm-hmm. It's like what I was saying earlier. I don't know. That's why I didn't want to frame it in, like, preventing you from going through a a bad experience because I don't know what that experience is going to do for you on your journey. Maybe that's going to lead to that growth within you that leads you to that um, solid, solidified boundary Mm -hmm. that then, you know, is... catapults you towards that relationship that you actually do want, you know? Because that boundary was set, that person recognized it and was like, okay, so this is someone who's safe enough to have these constructive conversations and relationships with and then boom, a, a new beautiful relationship blossoms out of nowhere. Who knows? Um, so I can't I can't be like a a watchdog. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can't be a watchdog. I can't do that. All I can do is put my two cents in say what I know about like just relationships and connections in general and then hope for the best and then be for, there for you when you fuck up. <laughs> Cause it's gonna happen.
1: <laughs> I, I think uh, one area that I did want to address in terms of concern about uh, who I'm dating mm-hmm. <coughs> is something that you, like as a man, don't have to experience. So mm. in terms of how to date a bisexual woman, um, there is a lot of heat, aka biphobia mm. towards, and it's not for all, but for some lesbians dating bisexual women.
0: I had heard about this. Yeah,
1: um, and I only knew about this once I was in these Facebook groups. I didn't. I had no acknowledgement, no knowledge of this issue at all. Um, but apparently it is a very large issue. Again, it's not with all lesbians or lesbian identified women, but it's um.
0: Like the whole gold star lesbian thing.
1: Yeah, it's uh. So, and again, check out By Pride. I think we talk about it more on that episode, but um. In terms of like who I'm dating, Mm -hmm. I prefer to date queer-identified women or bisexual or pansexual-identified women, just because Mm. there is more acceptance of fluidity. Whereas with again the mentality for some lesbians, it's they don't want to date a woman who's had a penis inside of her. Mm. They don't want a woman who has any connection romantically with a man. Like they they don't want a bisexual woman for fear that they will be left for a man.
0: now i've definitely heard that yeah that's a big one yes i heard that one
1: uh-huh so like when it in Shit. terms of like who i'm choosing as a partner like i also have to be aware of that like i don't i don't like say no lesbians ever i don't do that <laughs> it's just like no
0: lesbians need to fly you know
1: like i <laughs> It's just I'm aware of the mentality That exists within the culture And it's just something for me to be aware of As a bisexual woman who's dating
0: Alright so for clarification So I can mm-hmm. get my mind around all this mm-hmm. <laughs> So You're not against Dating a lesbian woman Or a woman who identifies as such no. It's just that you're aware of their Potential bias against you so Therefore your preference is mm-hmm. A bisexual woman
1: Or queer or pan Bi-queer pan queer pan, just the fluid <laughs> ones. <laughs> okay. Um, just because, and I don't understand it. Like I don't, I understand with patriarchy, toxic masculinity. You, you know, I I get the resistance to being around men. I do understand it. What do we do
0: How, <laughs>
1: a lot, but however, I do acknowledge that there are a lot of good men out there. A lot of respectful men. But it's also like as I'm like, I'm starting to experience women, I'm also understanding that a lot of women have experienced trauma at the hands of men. Yeah. So like I do get the resistance, I understand it. What? I just thought of
0: something. No, I don't want to like keep going, okay. but like, I just thought of like, oh shit, that's probably what she was going through. But go ahead. Who's she? Um, so I'm not going to put her name out there, but uh, I was dating I I don't want to interrupt though. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. okay. I'll, I'll talk about it. After. Um, yeah, go ahead.
1: But yeah, so like I'm I get it, I understand. However, to then say to this free autonomous individual that I can have no connection with a man because you have issues with men, like again, that's toxic. Yeah, that sounds very controlling and and possessive and like you own me. And it's like Mm. like I can't I can't deal with that. So, like, that would be one of those things, like, you're concerned about me dating toxic women. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm already aware of this possible thing. So, it's like, I need to, like, one, you need to know that I'm bisexual. I do date men. You need to know that my life partner is a man. Like, we have sex. Like, you know, fluid bonded. Like, all of that. Like, you need to be comfortable with that. And then some women some lesbians think there's more sex uh sti risk with sex with men and stuff like that. always get tested fellas and it's like i yeah so it's just a lot of ignorance a lot of bias a lot of biphobia that exists and it's just i'm aware when i'm choosing the woman that i'm dating what mentality they have around that Hmm. um and then as far as the leaving uh, the woman for a man, that's definitely more in monogamous settings. Mm. Um, to which bisexual people can be monogamous. Again, check out our episode, BiPribe. Um, bisexual people can be monogamous just because they're monogamous. Like, not everybody is polyamorous. Not everybody's non-monogamous. Like, some people, like, legit within them are monogamous, and that's okay. And you can be bisexual and be monogamous. And it's not... I don't want to choose, you know? Like, mm. that's not me. But it's like, if you are comfortable with that person. Not everybody breaks it down to parts. Some people, like, really connect with the the person, who their spirit, their their personality, that energy, Mm. that connection. Like, so there's not a need for something else, you know? Especially if you're able to be fluid in your masculine and feminine energy, check out our previous episode, Divine Masculine and Feminine Energy uh, Finding Balance series. But, yeah, if you're fluid, like, I... Also, is is fluid, but he's definitely masculine dominant energy. What I'm saying, up? You know?
0: Can't wait to get back in the gym.
1: And I though. want a woman who's more feminine dominant energy, but also fluid and being able to 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 go within those energies depending on the need. But it's like if you have a partner who's able to do that, and you're not seeking or needing anything else, then you're good. You know, you're good. I'm just polyamorous, even when it was only with men. So it's like. Some people are just monogamous and some people are just non-monogamous. That's just who they are. Yeah. You know? So. Accepted. That's okay. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that fear that lies within some lesbian women, I think they need to trust in themselves and their worth <coughs> and what they offer in that relationship, but also trust their partner. And if that happens, so what? That is just nothing you can do about it. But, but that's why a lot of, some lesbian women don't even date bisexual women because of that risk. They don't even want to chance it. Mm. So, But yeah, when it comes to concern about who I'm dating, I am aware of that one for myself.
0: That's good to know. Good yeah. to hear.
1: <laughs> but all right, last question.
0: Oh, the thing that Ooh, I was going right, to right. mention. Um, so yeah, I was dating this woman who identified as bisexual and she had a partner, and she was poly. She identified as poly as well. Um, over, this was last summer. She's
1: so long ago. She <laughs>
0: um And we had a dope connection, but she had clearly been hurt by another guy. And then as we were dating, there were so many insecurities that were coming up with her partner. Now now that I'm like in retrospect, as Mm -hmm. you're saying, I'm wondering if she had some fear Mm -hmm. of this man coming uh in. Just to
1: clarify, uh, the woman you were dating, her partner was a woman.
0: Yes. Yeah. She was a woman.
1: And then she was, was she monogamous?
0: She, I think it, she was, I don't know if she identifies monogamous, but she didn't want anybody else other than her partner. Okay.
1: All right. So, yeah. So, the partner was only with the woman he was dating. If
0: this is confusing, y'all, I'm about to give y'all some fake names. All right. All right. <laughs> So, I'm going to call it my guitar's name. That way it's all easy. Right. So, my guitar's name is Sheila. Shout out to my girl, Sheila. Oh, I'm going to play you later. <laughs> Anyways, so, Sheila will be playing the role of the girl who I was talking to. All right? Okay. Sheila's girlfriend mm-hmm. will be uh, Shayla.
1: All right. Sheila okay? and Shayla.
0: Sheila and Shayla. All right? So, I'm talking to Sheila mm-hmm. and her partner, Shayla, I think was getting, feeling some type of way about the fact that I, as a man, might be coming into the dynamic with uh, Sheila mm-hmm. and could potentially, because, you know, maybe the dick too good or whatever, whatever the situation might have been. Uh, <laughs> she had a fear, potentially, that I would have taken her from, mm-hmm. um, yeah, taken her from her and we would have just had our own thing on the side and then she would have been cut off or whatever. I I think that came up so much as we were dating, it, it just stopped the attraction uh, the, mm. the attraction uh, or connection? the connection between uh, me and Shayla.
1: Sheila.
0: Sheila. Yeah, Sheila. I don't
1: know why you named them that close. I was like, you going to yeah, be Yeah, I'm going to get
0: my own sip on that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Sheila and I just never really got together. And there were other things that were like, you know. Didn't
1: she also have another man that she was,
0: yeah. And there, there was stuff with that. So it was a whole bunch of things that went wrong. Mm. But I, I, as you said that, I thought, hmm, maybe that was a big kinda of sore spot when it comes to uh us connection uh, connecting because of her partner's insecurities and 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 maybe wanting only because the guy she was talking to was more on the beta side of things. I'm feminine energy dominant. Yes. Yeah. Uh he was willing to do certain things and yeah it just it's just way more uh passive than I am. Mm-hmm. So certain things I just wouldn't do, <laughs> or wouldn't accept, <clears throat> and everybody's different, so no shade to them. But I think the very fact that I didn't accept those things, or maybe I wanted a different dynamic, and the description of me might have come off as more masculine, that might have been threatening to her. So mm. um, I just, I just wanted to put that out there because I, I connected those dots. I'm like, wow, maybe that's exactly what she was feeling, mm. and which is why the connection didn't go as far as it could have. Yeah. You know? amongst other things
1: yeah again within polyamory there's just freedom from worrying about that Mm. i mean like sure there's the worry that your partner will leave you for someone else regardless of your gender right you have to accept that yeah it's like if they go they go
0: like, literally, you, can, you have
1: no control you got, over that. Like, you can't regardless of shit. their gender or just who they're leaving you for, like, then you have no control over that. Like,
0: so. You really can't do anything. Um, and and in terms of taking preventative measures, preventative measures is being honest and open. It's not trying to control someone because those emotions don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You're just suppressing them, and it's not even a suppression on the person's part. It's like me wanting to eat uh macaroni and cheese. Shout out to vegan mob. Woo! Yeah,
1: we had some yesterday. Oh, that's
0: so good. <laughs> Ooh, so good. Um, but let's it's like me eat, wanting some mac and cheese and then my partner, you saying, you cannot have mac and cheese. Not give me any reason just because you feel insecure about mac and cheese. It's like that's not gonna stop me from wanting mac and cheese. That's gonna make me either resent you for putting that restriction on me or make me sneak out to get it or me hate myself for not standing up. Mm. enough to so those are kind of your three options like Mm. either I rebel against you either I accept it and resent you Mm -hmm. or either I accept it and resent myself
1: Mm. goodness so yeah uh, instead of focusing on possibly losing your partner focus on strengthening your relationship I'm
0: gonna get that mac and cheese (laughs) (laughs) see when you break down the food it makes sense
1: (laughs) you ready for the next question last
0: question let's do it
1: (laughs) All right, so the last question is, how did you think sex would change? Mm,
0: speaking of that mac and cheese,
1: once I accepted <laughs> my sexuality, y'all
0: know what I'm talking. Those who know know, you know what I mean. <laughs> and mac and cheese, baby, ooh, ooh. Wah, wah, wah. So
1: yes, how did you think sex would change with us as I accepted my
0: sexuality? I figured we'd have like 12 streezos by now. What you doing, girl? Go out there, and get some girls. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Unless you gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm joking. I'm joking, y'all. Let me be serious. <laughs> um, Sexually, I right, I won't lie. There is a part of me that was thinking like, okay, this will make it easier to have threesomes. Mm. But I wanted that regardless. So it mm. wasn't like a expectation then, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It was kind of like I was trying to figure that out with you were anyways. I'm like, look, we doing things. You know what I mean? You're not against girls. At this time, you didn't identify as um, bisexual. But you weren't against girls. Mm-hmm. Doing
1: something yeah,
0: with girls. I was open to a threesome. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, let's get it on mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to sex in other areas, I don't think I had expectations. I didn't think about it um honestly changing that that mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Um I, I figured we'd just keep having sex and then you would just be having sex with the woman. Mm-hmm. That's really it. I I haven't done um I think I maybe I've done it now, but back then when it was first um we were first just figuring stuff out one more so you were figuring stuff out and I was trying to help you figure stuff <laughs> out <laughs> I was like not really concerned that wasn't really like a, a question that I had formulated in my mind like I was not something I thought about to be honest with you mm-hmm.
1: so what did you think about um, in terms of like a triad or dating separately did you think cause again my, my bisexuality and polyamory acceptance mm-hmm. came at the same time so like did you think it, it would be because I'm bisexual that means like a triad dynamic or did you
0: mm. So when I thought of polyamory I I've, I've considered both things like I mm-hmm. in my mind um, and I'm still like this I always could see us being some trifecta love type shit Shout out to trifecta love Yes stop w- doing
1: pranks Yeah stop it y'all need stop to
0: stop it like stop it mm-mm. stop it stop it, <laughs> stop it.
1: <laughs> like um, or pranks. Stop that's it. not aimed to hurt the other people. Come
0: on, bro, what y'all doing? Yeah. I love y'all content, but stop the yeah. damn pranks, bruh. Anyways,
1: so Trifecta Love is a YouTube channel that I started following when I started my journey, and I've been with them for the past three years, following their journey, and they just got engaged to their fiance. Um, so congratulations. Their <laughs> um, so congratulations to, to them, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to see just the wedding and babies and just right, your babies little, as well. Your little dog Nugget is so cute and adorable, and I'm glad he's feeling better. But um, but Damn. yeah,
0: <laughs> clearly a fan. I, I, right? yes, I am very much a fan.
1: But um, I don't
0: know nothing about the dog. But yeah,
1: they they definitely like that. Shit looks genuine, like a genuine like connection just, between all three like of them. Yeah, yeah, right. And true. it's like you can't force that. That has got to be authentic and, that's and organic. It's yeah, it's
0: not an easy thing to navigate.
1: And that's the thing that a lot of people coming into polyamory or ethical non-monogamy think that that's because that's what's represented in media because yeah. it's closest to monogamy. Right.
0: It's more easily digestible, so that's yeah, put out there exactly. way more.
1: But that's not the norm. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not the norm. That's poly hard relationships. to get. Like that's very hard to so get. So
0: true. Yeah. They, baby, they be putting depression. that shit out there push
1: and it's always a uh, uh, female male female dynamic oh yeah it's never, never, never it ain't never ever three men even though those triads exist damn
0: even though i know that that's true i didn't even think thought about that same Where with three, three men were like I, I that i can see oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but damn why didn't you think about that
1: actually i think in california a uh, uh uh all damn. men triad just uh were you able show to, me that. Was to that put Cali? their names yeah that was you sure wasn't Vermont no it was California they put their Got names um as the parents of a child that they um that was they adopted I guess um okay. but yeah so it they exist. It does
0: sound Cal like Cali. So yeah Cali. yeah. <laughs> but,
1: um, but yeah so no California that's why I moved here. <laughs> but uh, I needed some freedom in my life too we still got problems y'all but we are uh, ahead Shoot. of some of these other states but anyways um
0: florida just got everything though <laughs> shout out to all our listeners in florida hope y'all doing well <laughs> mask up please yeah,
1: please <laughs> or get the vaccinated good but um so in these groups Again, I'm in poly groups and I'm in, uh, queer, bisexual, all. I'm just all in. She
0: in groups, (laughs) y'all. But,
1: um, but also what I'm seeing a lot of the times with these male partners of bisexual women Uh is that they are sexually objectifying their partners.
0: Ooh, okay. Uh, speak on it. How so? What are they doing?
1: Because it's like, now it's, that's their main concern. It seems like is that. Now you allow me access to experience two women at
0: once sexually. Hey, so like, oh, <laughs> I get it. So at first, maybe the guy and, and so two a man and woman mm-hmm. are in a relationship mm-hmm. and she's just now figuring stuff out, comes to him. He thinks of that as like, oh, now I'll finally get a chance to have a, a threesome or now I'll finally get a chance to have a, try. have a relationship outside of you or whatever mm-hmm. else it might be. um And then, and then basing that on sex. Yes. Okay.
1: Very much so. And it's like (laughs) and it's like negating the fact that one, this is your partner, a human being who you chose to be in a relationship with. And two, like, her sexuality has nothing to do with you.
0: Right. You're related to her sexuality in that you're in relation to her. Mm -hmm. That's it. (laughs) That's where it ends. (laughs) So until she brings you in, like how she is with the conversation, Mm -hmm. that's her. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Like this isn't she isn't some sex toy, right? You know,
0: it's not like oh uh, bisexual function on, like yeah. <laughs> just flip the switch, like my sex bot. Oh man, my sex bot is uh, uh straight. <laughs> Ooh, turn on bisexual switch, like that's yeah, not how that shit works, works at all.
1: And I be so like yeah, so the responses from men when bisexual women come out to them is either the shaming for just homophobia in general. I've never um, got that shit. It's a lot of Christian oriented stuff. But so it's either that aspect or the sexual objectification where it's like, okay, good, now I can have two women at once. And it's like, these are people. Like you you gotta understand that and you have no control over them. They are their own free autonomous people.
0: And it takes a lot to handle two people.
1: Especially two women, we got a lot of emotions.
0: Which is why I am. Not dating right now. <laughs> Do you see how many emotions I got to deal with? <laughs> you don't, cause off camera. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. so uh, any woman that does come into my life, she's got to have her shit all the way together, uh, because that's all I can accept. I can't repair. Sorry. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so, so yeah, so those were some of the things that um. I noticed, just overall as far as us, mm-hmm.
0: um, sex.
1: I think threesome is still on the table, but again, it's it's very authentic. Like I don't want to force that at all, um, and it's also like I don't want to experience that now, which is very interesting in my journey. Now, yeah, I I don't want to experience a threesome before I get yeah. to experience a woman sexually, and that makes fully perfect sense. At levels by myself,
0: right? That makes to me. I think that's obvious. Mm-hmm. Like I think I've said that already like i've mm-hmm. said that to you like you know you need to figure yourself out first. Yeah. so that's why i'm like again not pressed about that and plus in our dynamic we are dating separately anyway mm-hmm. so a threesome would be probably the closest thing we get to a triad Yeah. because i'm not uh a person who can just sleep around with anybody anyway so i had to have some type of connection with the woman um with even if it's like a week to month connection of good vibes i means Kind of going through the same list that I talked about with you. Like I gotta do that whole checklist for me. Mm-hmm. And make sure I'm not all wild, like, ooh, ooh, some new, some new girl. Ooh. I gotta be like, hold on. That was a red flag right there. Hold on. What's that? What's that? Hold on. No, uh-uh, nope, get away. So you gotta you gotta be aware of your shit and then make sure that you're adjusting according to what lines up with your relationship. Yeah. And most of that comes from you understanding that you're in partnership with that person, not just the sex story, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you take her Feelings into consideration, Mm -hmm. you'll kind of skim off most of the bullshit that Mm -hmm. we were talking about. Mm -hmm. Because if you start from there, your foundation is, "I am with a human being; we're in partnership." You're gonna take her uh, feelings into consideration from then on, Mm -hmm. but you gotta start there. You know, I think that's the problem. Is like a lot of people, as soon as they hear, "Oh, you buy or whatever," now they think, "Oh, well now we getting the
1: fuck like yeah." Like they think me instead of like. How was your journey?
0: Yeah, like, oh, (laughs) shit, then you must have just figured it out. Like, that must have been a big thing if you only just now figuring it out. Or, Mm -hmm. holy shit, when did this hit you? Like, you know, all those things. Mm -hmm. But it's so quick to shift it because you're thinking about what you can get. And I think at the end of the day, that's, like, the same thing for polyamory. Like, people always look at it from, I'm about to get this. Yes. Not what this takes in terms of sacrifice and in relation to another person or people. Mm -hmm. So... We just need to really understand that even if things are just sexual, you are dealing with a sexual being. You're not just dealing with sex.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my two cents, y'all. That's how you date a bisexual woman. <laughs> <laughs> Clip that. <Yeah.
1: laughs> oh. oh, perfect. Well, the camera just ended, y'all. So uh, I guess we'll was like the you. show now. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, so thank you so much for listening to it's so real What's your girl rocking? and hey, your boy also clowning around
1: <laughs> have a beautiful day take care of you
0: all right y'all we will catch you in the next one don't forget to subscribe don't forget to rate us that five star rating there's a lot to improve our algorithm people finding out about the podcast um don't forget to share subscribe yes. to the youtube channel all that good stuff we really appreciate y'all hanging with us today Hopefully you had as much fun recording or listening to the show as we had recording it. And we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. And love. Always. We out.